Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hello, everybody, and it's so nice to be with you today on this wonderful Sunday to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. I am greeting you in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name. I am teaching on the subject of the fruits of repentance, and last week I really spoke about two words, and uh, I, I pray that you enjoyed the message and that it encouraged you, and we'll continue today on teaching further on the, the, the seven words of the fruits of repentance. My name is Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International. I want to remind you that you can follow us on Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram, on YouTube. We have podcasts. Uh, we are on all platforms of social media and uh, we have a website www.dionhockey.org and you can go out there and check out all the wonderful things that we are doing for God and His kingdom. I want revival to come. Do you guys want revival? I want revival to come to churches. I want revival to come to towns, cities, uh, and to nations, provinces, everywhere. We want revival to come. We want Jesus to be exalted. But for revival to come, God has to begin with each and every one of us individually. Amen? Would you agree with that? It starts here with us individually. And so, uh, you know, if we repent... Uh, you know, God can use us, and this is what we want. We want to be open vessels. We want to be pure, clean vessels for God to use. So I want to encourage you, get your pen and paper, write down the things that I'm going to give you today as I want to bring this message of uh, the fruits of repentance to a conclusion. I hope I can do that today. So uh, let's pray, get straight into the Word in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today for uh, the opportunity to share the gospel, to break the bread. And I pray that you will speak to the listeners. You will speak to the viewers from around the world, Lord, that are watching this program. And I pray that some revelation and uh, uh, change in the hearts will take place. Revelation will come. Repentance will take place that we can get closer to you, Father. I pray that you bless this session in Jesus' name. And those of you who believe with me, say amen. Alrighty. Well, let's get back to 2 Corinthians chapter 7 as I teach the scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And we're going to read from verse 8. And I'm just going to read right through it, not preach at all. And then get into the words. Okay. So verse 8 says, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He said, For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. Hallelujah not to be regretted but the sorrow of the world produces death now let's focus on verse 11 as i said i don't want to preach on all of that because i've been doing that for the last three weeks verse 11 says for observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner now remember seven fruits of repentance seven words seven fruits that we as born-again christians should bear number one 
He said, what diligence it produced in you. What does the word diligence mean? It means what effort you are putting in with your relationship with God. Amen. It means to go hard after God. It means to serve God carefully. It means that you serve God with an eagerness and earnestness inside of you. It means that I'm breaking away and I'm going to go hard after Jesus, no matter who says what. That's the first fruit, to serve Him diligently. Amen. Number two, He says, what clearing of yourselves, the second fruit. And I preached a lot on this last week. And the, the second fruit is that we are to break away from the things of the world. We are not to serve the world any longer. We are to serve Jesus with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, with all of our minds. Amen. We've got to give Him all of our lives. I read a lot of Scripture. We clear ourselves. I used to stand uh, with my feet in the world, but now I stand with my feet in the kingdom of God, and I'm serving God 100%. Amen. Number three, let's get into it. Number three, what is the third word? He says, what indignation. As I told you last week, there are big words in the Bible that I don't understand. So I thank the Lord that we have what is called um, a, a Strong's. And we have on my Bible, I have the New King James Version Bible that I'm reading from. And it has the Strong's uh, book with it. So if I click on a word, it explains expands the word like the amplified bible will expand the scripture but then i can click on a word and the strongs will explain to me what these words mean so i want to explain to you what the word indignation means okay indignation means an anger aroused by injustice done there's an holy anger that comes up that is aroused inside of me when injustice is done, especially when things are done that goes against the Word of God. Have you ever felt that? Have you felt this indignation, the holy anger come up inside of you when you are sitting in the company of people and the people around you begin to cuss and swear and then they use the Lord's name in, in, in vain? Do you know what I'm meaning? Uh, when people just say, oh, Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ. And they, they say it's so ugly as if it was like a cuss word. They were swearing even, even using the name of Jesus. And that makes me angry. I don't know about you. That makes me angry. When people talk bad about Jesus, there's a holy anger that rises up. When people take scripture out of context and when people twist the scriptures so that it can fit their own lifestyle. That's what many people do. They take the scriptures. They turn the scriptures around. They, they use it falsely. And then you and I, we should be so rooted and grounded in the Word that we know that what that man is saying is wrong. It's not in line with God's Word. You know, when people talk about things like, and I know this might offend some of you, but when we talk about abortion and people say, well, there's nothing wrong with abortion and all of this. No, it goes against the Word of God. We, can't, we cannot exercise abortion. It's just not right. The Bible is talks and tells us about this the bible says that we shouldn't judge yet we criticize and we judge people the bible says we shouldn't hate yet there are christians who have so much hatred inside of them they have so much 
prejudice. They have so much bitterness inside of them. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a fruit that you and I should bear. There's a holy indignation that would come up upon us. Do you remember when Jesus walked into the temple and he found the, you know, that doves were being sold and, and uh, people were doing business in the, in the church and he had a holy anger come upon him. That was the word indignation. Jesus went, he flipped the tables over, you know, the the, the birds flew away out of the cages and the money was thrown on the floor. He made a whip and he beat the people. This is our loving Jesus. He beat the people and he said, this is not a place for business, but this is my father's house called a place of prayer where we are to pray and where we are to come and worship God. Friend, you and I as a Christian, we need to have indignation inside of us that when people speak out against our religion, speak out against the Bible, speak out against the Holy Spirit and make a mockery of God, you and I should have a holy indignation and say you're wrong. And we should not, I'm not talking about fighting ugly. I'm just talking about there should be a holy anger coming up against you where we should fight for what we believe in. We should fight for what we, well, you know, uh, uh, what we are doing in the kingdom of God. There are too many Christians who are afraid to speak the truth. There are too many people who are afraid to, to, to go hard after God. Amen. I hope this is helping you, that this is the fruit. We are to clear ourselves. We are to be diligent in serving God, but we are to have this holy indignation. There's an anger that comes up inside of us when people speak against God and the word of God and the things of God. Let's look at word number four. He says, what fear? Wow. What fear? What does that mean? We should have the fear of God inside of us. This should be a fruit to have the fear of the Lord inside of us. I just had recently on my program that we have on Facebook um, every night, you know, I had a wonderful minister come and teach on the fear of the Lord. And a lot of people don't understand what it is to fear the Lord. And, you know, he gave a whole teaching and you are welcome to go on Facebook and uh, go and, and find um, uh, 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 the teaching that we had. The subject is called the fear of the Lord. And you can go and see the wonderful study that was made, the, the, the sermon that was preached on it. And there's a lot of things we can preach. But, you know, to understand the fear of God is to respect God, to honor God, to obey God. This is what fear means. It doesn't mean that I sit in the corner and I'm shaking in fear of God and, and and you know, not not doing anything. No, the fear of God means to take the word of God, to apply the word of God, to honor God by His word, by doing the things that God has told us to do. That's fearing God. That's fearing God. And a lot of people don't do that. Even a lot of people quote scriptures. You know, a lot of people know verses. Let me show you an example. Here's something that's going to make some people mad. But the Bible says that. He says that we are to honor the Lord with our possessions in Proverbs chapter 3. In Malachi chapter 3, God says, Bring your tithes and offerings uh, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, says the Lord. Uh, we, we know that we are to pay tithes. We know that we are to sow seed. A lot of people know the scripture, but they do not pay their tithes and they don't even sow seed. What does that tell me? There's no fear of God. 
They're not respecting God. They're not honoring God with their finances. Somebody say, oh, there you go. You must be a prosperity preacher. No. What about Mark chapter 16? These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, those who believe will cast out demons, speak with new tongues. Uh, they will lay hands on the sick. There's more to the scripture. But uh, this is what the Bible requires of us. If we are believers, we are to cast out devils. We are to speak in tongues. We are to pray for the sick. We are to do Matthew 28 19 that we are to go and make disciples preach the gospel baptize people in the name of jesus i bet many of you are watching this program you haven't even done that in your life do you fear god do you honor god by obeying his word this is what the lord wants us to do he wants us to obey him Fearing is not cowering away in the corner and thinking that God is this God with a big stick who hits us because we are bad. That's not the God that we serve. If you really fear God, you will honor God by doing what He's asked us to do. Pray, seek Him, worship Him, make Him number one in your life. Then you are fearing the Lord. Amen. I hope that you get this. And I pray that the fear of the Lord will be your portion in Jesus' name. Let's look at word number five. He says, what vehement desire. What a big word, vehement desire. So what does that word mean? I looked it up again. It means this, to have a fervent hunger after God. It is saying, I'm looking for more. How many times have we been in services where people say, more, Lord. We want more of you, Jesus. You know, and so many people go to church and they want more of God in the church service. And I too, I love that. We want more of God. But what about at home? We need to get more of God in our personal lives. Amen. We need to have this vehement desire that I'm going to search you, Lord, with all that is within me. I'm going to search the scriptures. I have a desire within me to search the scripture to find more of you. I'm going to pray and seek you, Lord, with, more, uh, with all of my heart to get more of you, Father. This is that vehement desire. I, I long for your presence in my life. I long for your power in my life. I want more of you i want to worship you jesus i want to have more encounters with you i want to have more visitations of you in my life lord you understand what i'm saying vehement desire is to have this hunger a deep hunger inside of you i'm reminded of a scripture that says in psalms uh, uh, that the deer panteth for the water he panted he longs for the water and so you and I need to do the same. We are to pant for the Holy Spirit. We are to hunger for that relationship. We are to desire the living water. We are to come after Jesus with everything inside of us. I pray that this will mean something to you today because there's a lot of Christians who just get saved and go to church and they say, well, I've done my Sunday duty. I, you know, I did my one or two hours going to church. But the rest of the week, they don't serve God. There's something missing there. You need to have a, a vehement desire after Him. Amen? If there's a home cell, join the home cell in your church. If there's a care group, join the care group. If there's a prayer meeting, go to the prayer meeting. If there's a Bible study, attend the Bible study. 
you know if there's a if there's a men's gathering go to the men's gathering you know whatever whatever it takes get the hunger get the desire inside of you to follow hard after god in jesus mighty name number six what is the sixth word it is a word that says what zeal zeal think about that everybody knows what zeal means but i looked it up just to get the expansion of the word it means this to have a burning passion for god and this is another one what i like the word zeal says to be jealous of the god now what does it mean to be jealous is because the bible says do not be jealous now some people will take this up the wrong way no 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 this is a good jealous this is a jealous of the god in other words don't touch my jesus don't touch my Jesus. Don't speak bad about my Jesus. I'm jealous after him. I'm protecting him. I'm honoring him. I'm loving him. He is my everything. And I don't want people to come against my God and touch my God. If you understand, I don't want to talk about a jealous husband, but if I can try to bring a point across that if I am uh, in, in a restaurant with my wife and I love my wife and somebody comes up to my wife and begins to speak bad to her and, and talks ugly of her and negative of her, I'm not going to sit there as her husband and pretend that nothing's wrong. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to get to that guy and look in his face and say to him, listen, friend you don't talk to my wife like that how dare you speak to my wife like that and if he wants to you know start a fight well i'll tell you i'll protect my wife and i'll fight for my wife because i love my wife and i honor my wife can you say amen to that i'm not gonna allow somebody to bad bad mouth my wife well the same means for god i have a zeal of the god i'm not gonna let people bad mouth jesus and bad mouth the church and speak bad about the holy spirit i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna protect him because i love him that's that word zeal to go after God with everything inside of me. Don't touch my Jesus and don't touch, you know, uh, uh, God. Don't touch the Holy Spirit. I pray that this is a part of your walk with God. When people come against and use the Lord's name in vain and speak bad stuff, you know, protect Jesus. Stand for what you believe in. Don't be coward. Don't be scared. Speak the truth and stand for the truth because this is the fruit of a Christian, what we should carry. The last word I want to share with you, word number seven, he says the following, what vindication, that's a big word, vindication, what vindication, what does that mean? I like it when you study this word, it means a readiness to meet justice. A readiness to meet justice. What does that mean? I am to be quick to repent. Like King David, the Bible says about King David, God said King David was a man after my own heart. Why? Because he acknowledged his mistakes and he repented quickly thereof. And this is the attitude that you and I should have as a Christian. We should be able to repent immediately when we recognize that we have stepped out of line. 
when we have stepped out of the boundaries of God's word, we should be man enough, mature enough to acknowledge I have sinned. I am sorry, Lord. Forgive me for what I have just done. I repent of it. I close the door to the devil that he cannot come and get a foothold in my life. I'm closing the door. Yes, I made a mistake, sure. But 1 John 1, uh, 1, John 1 verse 9 says that if I will confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So God has given us a verse. You, listen, we human beings, we are going to make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Who's perfect? Nobody is perfect. But when we make the mistake that we don't just continue making the mistake, we need to man up to our mistake and acknowledge, I have sinned. Forgive me, Father. Help me not to sin again. I repent of that sin. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from unrighteousness and help me to walk in the fear of God, Father. Teach me your ways in the name of Jesus. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Uh, a sense, are you understanding what I'm saying? That there is, an, there is this uh, uh, vindication that should take place in our heart. We are to always be ready to meet justice. Now you won't have that if you do not have a teachable spirit. And if you are not open to take counsel. And this is one of the big problems I find in church. Because there's pride in the hearts of many Christians. Pride will, will stop you from repenting. Pride will stop you from acknowledging there is something wrong. This is the thing that we are facing with. And Satan was kicked out of heaven because of pride that he had. And so pride puffs up. Pride says, I'm better than you are. And when I have a teachable spirit, I am open to be taught the word of God. And when I learn something and I know what I've been doing is wrong, my pride is not going to stand away. I'm going to be humble. What does the Bible say? The Bible says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So when I humble myself in the presence of God, he gives me grace. He pardons me. He helps me to walk further with him. He helps me to, to, to produce these fruits. Friend, I'm, I just want to pray with you today. And I want to ask God that these seven fruits will become evident in your life. And if you are watching me today and you say, Brother Dion, I've learned so much. But you know what? There are some of these fruits that is not evident in my life. And I want you to make a study of this. Are you having these fruits? Listen quickly. Diligence. Clearing of yourselves, indignation, the fear of God, vehement desire, zeal, and vindication. Do you have these seven fruits? And if you don't, let me pray with you right now and ask the Lord to help you to walk this walk with Him. Come on, stretch your hands out with me. Father, I pray for every person that is watching now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, that you will help not just them, but me as well, that you will help us, Father, to walk uh, uh, as a Christian, to be, to be proud of who we are, Lord. And Father, if there's any one of these seven fruits that is lacking in our lives, well, Lord, number one, we ask your forgiveness. We repent. 
we repent of the wickedness in our hearts, Lord. And we turn away from that in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to me and speak to the audience and that you will cause these seven fruits to come into reality, to become a truth in our lives every day in Jesus' name. Father, help us. Help us not to be, uh, uh, not to venture off into different directions, but keep us on the straight and narrow path walking with Jesus. I pray the seven fruits of repentance upon those who are watching me right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you receive that? I hope you do. And I believe that these seven fruits will be evident in your life. Uh, on the other hand, if you're watching me today and you say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, let me ask you this question. If you died right now, will you go to heaven or to hell? And if you say, what do you mean? I mean, if you die, are you going to go to heaven or hell? And if you say, well, I don't know. If you don't know, you're going to go to hell. If, you don't, if you've never made Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you've never made him to be Savior, you know what? You're going to go to hell. And the only way to get out of hell is to go through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. And I want to pray. I feel the Lord is asking me to tell, to ask you, would you like to give your heart to Jesus? And if you would, and you don't want to spend eternity in hell, but spend eternity with God in heaven, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. Come on, give your life to Jesus today. Serve Him so that these seven fruits of repentance can take place. Would you? Would you like to give your heart to Jesus? Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me in your blood. Wash me from all unrighteousness right now. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. I ask you, Lord Jesus, by faith, come and live in my heart. I receive you now as my God, as my Savior, and as my very best friend. Today I am born again. Today I am saved. And I believe that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, God, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I am so happy for you. Go and find a good church now. Find a word-based church. Find a church where they preach the unadulterated word of God, where the power of God is evident. Amen. Serve God. Get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. You can download it on your phone. Uh, 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 um, find that church. Get a Bible. Pray. You say, I don't know how to pray. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus. And then just talk to him like you would talk to any other person. Talk to God. He loves you so much. He's not mad at you. He loves you. Amen. And then uh, read your Bible as much as you can. Find a Bible school. Uh, you know, go, go to a prayer meeting. Go to, to a Bible study. Learn to grow in your walk with Jesus. Amen. We love you so much and we are so thankful for all the wonderful things that God is going to do in your life. I pray the fire of God upon you. 
I pray the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon you. And if you are sick in your body, I pray the healing power of God upon you right now in the name of Jesus. God loves you so much and so do I. Have a great day. Bless you. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.